Hello and welcome back to Luther Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Roy Askins. Here on the Luther Witness Podcast, we read for you the articles on the Luther Witness website, and we do some other special things, which is what we have going on here in the month of March. Before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, kfuo.org. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Check out the work they're doing at kfuo.org. So here for the month of March, we're trying something new and reading for you the articles of the Luther Witness on the podcast here. Now, once again, we're doing this free of charge. If you found this enjoyable and you found this helpful and in a way to learn about what you believe and how to interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective, it'd be really helpful for us if you would go subscribe and get a print copy of the Lutheran Witness. You can do that at cph.org slash witness. It's only $19.99. That's 11 issues for $19.99. And the more you're able to do that, the more we can continue to give these out to you for free. So visit cph.org slash witness. Now in the March issue, we talked about the nuns, those who mark none on religious preference surveys. And today's article is Reversing the Trend, God's Word in the Christian Home by Joshua Hayes. God wants his word to be learned not only in our churches and schools, but especially in our homes. You shall teach my words diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. Deuteronomy chapter 6. The apostles taught fathers to view this as one of their primary responsibilities. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6. Some of us grew up with great examples of this and understand what it involves. Increasingly, however, Christians have not grown up with any Bible learning in the home or much talk about God. They are not sure where to start. It is not surprising that the rise in nuns has coincided with the decline in congregational and home worship. With God's help and our mutual encouragement of one another, we can reverse this trend. Three things especially encourage us to take up this godly work. First, we live in grace. All Christians plead guilty of neglecting prayer and the word. God is happy with you for Jesus' sake. Many people shy away from home devotions because their guilt over their poor prayer life prevents them from making a start. This is similar to people who have skipped church for a while thinking it is too awkward to return. But Christians are pleasing to the Father not because their prayers are good enough, but because Jesus' blood covers all their sins. Jesus already lived a perfect life of prayer for you. He intercedes for you still. You do not need a manuf- to manufacture a perfect prayer life and then bring that before the Father as your righteousness. Instead, Jesus invites you into his prayers. Christ teaches us to pray, Our Father. With that one word, Our, Jesus invites us to join our prayers to his. God is our Father, not only yours and mine, but Christ's and ours. It is as if he were saying to us, Dear Christian, come. Sit alongside me and pray with me to our dear Father in heaven. Attach your prayers to mine. Second, realize God commands this and that whatever God commands is good and wise. Luke chapter 6 from the New King James Version says, He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the floods arose, the stream beat vehemently against it, that house, and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Jesus promises that his words will be enough for us to withstand falling away. It is true that you are saved by grace. It is true that you contribute absolutely nothing to your salvation. It is also true that Jesus hands you a shovel and asks you to dig. Bible time in the home requires modest effort and sacrifice, but it is eternally worth it. Third, know that God has attached great promises to his word for preserving and sharing the faith. The biblical formula for passing on the faith from one generation to the next is simple. 
learn the Word of God by weekly attendance at the Divine Service, and by daily learning the Bible in the home. Sunday school, VBS, youth groups, even the pastor's confirmation class are all wonderful aids, but these cannot replace the spiritual powerhouse of congregational and family worship. When this is done, children are less likely to leave the faith when they are grown. Proverbs 22. To the contrary, in times of persecution, they will have a treasury of God's word laid up in their hearts from which to confess their faith and spiritually thrive. After all, the Lord wants us to grow in knowledge so that we can teach others. The more we are comfortable discussing the things of God in our homes, the more comfortable we will be in sharing them with others. When God's name is praised in the home, it becomes much more natural to share his name with others, even if suffering for his name's sake. Acts chapter 5. Beware of two obstacles. First, if you're just getting started, know that it will probably feel awkward at first. Embrace the awkwardness. All new habits are strange at first. I tell people to blame it on me. So a father who is just getting started and has teenagers can say to them, we're going to have some Bible time every day from now on. If we miss, we'll pick up where we left off the next day. I know it seems awkward at first, but pastor asked me to do it, so let's just do it. That offloads some of the pressure. Also, give time, at least three months, for the power of habit to kick in. Eventually, it will feel strange not to have devotions. Second, people naturally ask what resources they should use. Beware of paralysis by analysis. Our church produces more resources than ever before, such as portals of prayer, the treasury of daily prayer, and many more. These are wonderful, but people often complain that they have not found the right resource, which is beside the point and an excuse to inaction. I recommend the Bible. The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible for everyone. Keep it simple and read from the Bible. If you are already doing that, then you, are, you can add other things as well. As for practical advice, households vary widely, and so it is not possible to give a one-size-fits-all formula. Families with children, singles and widows, empty nesters, and so on, all face different challenges and opportunities in this task. Specifics will change and develop over time. The following advice will need to be applied to your situation. Ask your pastor if you need help. He'll be happy to come to your house and lead you in a model family devotion to get you started. The basic task, however, can be summarized as A, hearing and reading the Bible, B, learning and teaching it, and C, prayer. A, hearing and reading the Bible. Adults who are not familiar with the basic Bible stories or who have small children should start with 120 Bible stories from CPH or a similar faithful children's Bible. For absolute beginners, I ask them to read one of these Bible stories per day, discuss it briefly, and then say the Lord's Prayer. Anyone can do that and will be blessed by it. As new members are born to the family, it will usually be necessary to return to the children's Bible every so often. Once the basic Bible stories are well known, move on to a regular Bible. B. Learning and teaching the Bible. God not only wants his word read, but also learned and talked about in the home. Deuteronomy chapter 6. This is a necessary ingredient. Sometimes this will take two minutes, while other times the discussion will take off and continue for some time. Singles might consider taking notes or sharing what they read with a friend. Basic questions to discuss are, who was mentioned? What did they do or say? Where were they? When? Have children retell the story or act it out? As age and understanding allow, move on to questions like, why? How? What else in the Bible does this remind you of? How does the catechism apply this? Check cross-references in a study Bible, or see if the passage you read is listed in the scripture index of your small catechism. If so, you will easily have connections and applications to discuss. Luther suggests we complete statements like, From this scripture God wants me to learn, blank. I can give thanks for, blank. I can confess these sins, blank. And I learn to pray for, blank. 
In this way, life's tough questions and important conversations will arise naturally from the Bible. For example, you'll probably never need to have a special conversation with your kids about extramarital sex and the dangers of falling away because you will have already discussed it countless times from the family Bible. Bible memorization, catechism, recitation, and devotional and doctrinal reading can be added here under discussion and teaching. Older youth and adults should occasionally find time to study apologetics, answering the objections raised by our fallen flesh. Not everything has to be done in one sitting. Some days will go better than others. On Sundays, talk about what was learned from the pastor's sermon and ask what was covered in Sunday school. See prayer. Hymns, ideally sung, but if not, reading them aloud is good too, fit under prayer. Using the same hymn verses for a week or more enables us to build up a set of memorized hymnody to which seasonal hymns can be added. Psalms and prayers in addition to the Lord's Prayer can be added or the particular requests and thanksgivings for which we are praying the Lord's Prayer can be named. Between the Bible, the Catechism, and the hymnal, you will have a lifetime of material. The order, and sometimes chaos, in which you do this, along with the specifics, will change and is not nearly as important as having these three general ingredients. Hear and read the Bible, discuss and teach it, and pray. God's Word is our great heritage and makes for the happiest life. Psalm 119, verse 111. Whether you are single, busy with children, empty nesters, or widowed, it is the blessed hope of heaven and being forever with Christ that brings happiness and joy into our life. The daily study of God's Word impresses this heavenly hope upon our hearts and brings joy to our daily lives through the Scriptures. Thank you for listening to this article from the March issue of The Lutheran Witness by Joshua Hayes, titled, Reversing the Trend, God's Word, and the Christian Home. Once again, if you found this helpful and is something that you helped you look at the world or interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective, please make sure you go and subscribe to Lutheran Witness Magazine, cph.org slash witness. Subscribe over there so that we can continue to give you this great content and to help you learn to interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective.